Welcome to Lincoln. We're a city smack dab in the middle of the country. We're a city that's home to Nebraska's state government, the University of Nebraska, and a host of thriving businesses. We're a city that's loaded with things to do, places to go, and friendly people to meet. This podcast, simply called Lincoln, is designed to help you get to know the people of Lincoln. Each episode will feature another of our residents just talking about who they are, what they do, and how they got here. I'm Randy Bretz, and joining me for these conversations is Marilyn Moore. The people of Lincoln make this community special. We want you to get to know them. We hope you'll enjoy listening to these conversations as much as we have putting them together. And now, let's meet someone who makes Lincoln their home. Well, today, we're fortunate to have a young lady that uh, I enjoy joking with because she's the mother of three sons, and I'm the father of three sons. Mine are a whole lot older than you, even, but uh, we, we talk a lot about that. But uh, I'd like for you to meet Valerie Hunt, and Valerie, remind us uh, where you grew up, and, and well, just tell us what your Lincoln story is. All right. Well, I grew up on a farm just southeast of Lincoln. I was the fifth generation to grow up on the family farm out there. And being so close to Lincoln, my siblings and I had the best of both worlds. We got to do lots of hard work and understand what it was like living on the farm. But then we would also take weekly trips into Lincoln and to get groceries. I think the closest grocery store was on 48th in Pioneer. It was a food for less. And so we would drive in to go get groceries or have our doctor's appointments or um go to a concert or something like that in Lincoln. And so those are always really special times to go back and forth. And so that's that's where I grew up. Um, so, so that means you know what the term cut your foot means? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Which is when you step in a pile of cow manure, right? Uh-huh. That's, at least that's what it meant to me. Don't cut your foot. I also have mad skills with a corn knife walking beans and stuff out in the field. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, so when I when I went through high school, um, it was time to go to college and spending time in Lincoln and going to different university camps and activities, I thought maybe I wanted to go away and do something different. And so I went away to college and spent time outside of Nebraska. And that's but where But not that far. No, I was at Northwest Missouri State University in Maryville, Missouri. Um, I was a Bearcat. Um, At that time, they had great scholarships, so my parents were very supportive of me going away to college then. So that price was right. But after that, uh, met my husband. Fast forward 12 years later, and here we are in Lincoln living. We lived in three different states, had three different jobs, um, had three kids and one really patient spouse, and here we are back in Lincoln. And you're back on the farm, right? And we are back on the farm. So my kids are the sixth generation to be out in the farm now working. So let's go back five generations or whatever it is to uh, your great, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. Were they homesteaders? Or He was. So, um, And I actually knew my great-grandfather. He lived until I was 14 out on the mm-hmm. farm, too. So I got a lot of family history about what Lincoln was like. Um, he would come into Lincoln with uh, dairy products and, and sell those over at the, um, was it the creamery? 
think it was. Oh, there was a time when it was a dairy campus. farm yes. yeah. operation. So they would drive into Lincoln and bring chickens and all different kinds of animals and egg products for Lincoln back but probably in when days. Lincoln stopped at 48th Street. Uh, way before that. <laughs> <laughs> like 27th Street. 27th Street. Oh, okay. So I remember driving a, a tractor down 70th and Old Cheney to Hayfields, and now that's Sheridan Lutheran Church. And mm-hmm. I think if you would drive a tractor down there, you would get run off You'd the road. You'd be noticed. <laughs> so where were you before you moved back to Lincoln? Um, for three years, we were out at West Virginia. I was the assistant dean of development for the College of Law at WVU. Mm-hmm. And um, I've always done higher education or nonprofit organization fundraising. And so when the opportunity to continue that mission, but in a focus on healthcare came up, that's when we decided it was time to move back to Lincoln and something I never thought would happen, but Boy, has Lincoln changed in those last 12 years of being gone. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, give us an example how it's changed, other than more, more houses out in the, uh, on the periphery of the city, and the hay market has changed. Absolutely. The rail yard and all of that is, was brand new to me when we moved back here. I think Lincoln's really done a great job of focusing on families and how families can do lots of different activities at either a very nominal or even free events. Um, We've spent endless hours at the Children's Museum. Morrill Hall has free evenings in the summer for you to bring your kids out to, concerts. Um, The Lincoln Children's Zoo is a great place to bring them and seeing their growth. So there's just... There's never a moment where we're like, wow, we have nothing to do or no opportunities to present to our kids. We can just look it up online, look in the newspaper, and there's always something going on for a family to, to go out together. Some of, the, some of the pictures you shared with us also showed your kids doing um, a, just a variety of outdoor things, so it's not all urban. No, I think that the, the things that we found really fun and outdoor activities, Pioneers Park has great playground areas where you can just kind of let your kids go and explore and not be worried about if, you know, they're going to be close to a street or anything like that. Um, they, they just get to be in different situations and learn and explore in different ways. Holmes Lake, we have great trail systems in Lincoln. So there's endless opportunities for your kids to get outside and, and really take in that. This won't mean much to somebody that isn't familiar with Lincoln, but I can remember... With our three sons, we took our bikes and rode from 33rd and Highway 2 out to Pioneers Park mm-hmm. on, on uh, what is that street? That was before they had trails going out there. So we were on, on Van Dorn. You were on, on Van, Van Dorn. Dorn. Yeah, Van Dorn. Riding our bicycles, mm-hmm. so five of us. Oh, man, we made a lot of people upset. But now <laughs> there are trails that connect you so you don't even go on the street. So you can go to Pioneers Park. Or, and, and they're working on trails that will take you all the way down to the, um, oh, what's the Audubon? Well, to Spring Creek Prairie. Spring Creek Prairie, yeah. yeah. The Which Prairie is, Corridor. Uh, so uh, back, back to your uh, homesteading uh, ancestors. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came, they, they homesteaded and farmed. They did. And what kind yeah. of farming did they do? It was mostly road crop, corn, beans, okay. sorghum. 
And what do you guys do with the land now? Do you still have have some crops? or? Uh, my father is just finishing farming right now, so um, and it's corn and beans as well. Mm-hmm. But when I was growing up, they had three healthy kids to do lots of manual labor, so we did a lot of hay <laughs> on the farm <laughs> and spent endless hours and tractors and putting up bales. So but now that the kids have all grown and moved around and have jobs of their own, the hay has diminished. <laughs> so came back from West Virginia. West Virginia is a beautiful state. It is. Lots of outdoor things to do. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful state. Almost heaven, as they, as the Ooh. song goes. Uh, talk about the, the difference between Nebraska and West Virginia. Well, I think living in different communities, you really have an appreciation for where you are. Um, West Virginia, while it was a beautiful state and lots of outdoor activities and very university focused, Mm -hmm. just like here, um, the opportunities for families, the investments in our libraries, the investments in parks and other um, museums and things for kids to really have a chance to learn about, those were lacking. And Mm -hmm. when you come to Lincoln, if you've been anywhere else, you become really impressed with what Lincoln has invested in for the community, for everyone to do. So when I was growing up here, were those opportunities here? Maybe. But I think it's really, really grown, and people are way more aware of things that are going on here in Lincoln. So we're very blessed to be somewhere where we have a great education system. The schools here are very well uh, managed and run. We have... Great health care. I should definitely put a plug in <laughs> yes, for that. Should. I feel living in other states as well, watching the process of how healthcare is managed, how healthcare workers are instructed to work with the patients and communicate with families. I think Lincoln has, if you've never been anywhere else, you have no idea how amazing Lincoln is in the healthcare system. Would you talk about um, the work that you came to do? You said you came to work in development in healthcare, and and uh, the word development has a specialized meaning in your field. So talk about talk about what your work is. Well, I like to say that I do strategic planning and philanthropic investments. All right, there we go. <laughs> and really, that's just a fancy way to say how can. Um, charitable donations and gifts make a major impact in the community and for that organization and that nonprofit. So looking at ways to maximize how donations can impact people. And so coming back to Lincoln and working at Bryan, we have a fantastic College of Health Sciences, which you may be familiar with, Marilyn. (laughs) Just a little. (laughs) And Seeing the impact those students are making, the experiences that they're getting in that education and healthcare, there's definitely a shortage of nurses coming on in our country. And I think Nebraska is probably a little slower to get to that place. We've been very fortunate to have great nurses throughout the state, but we can't turn them out fast enough, but we also have to mind the quality of our nursing program. So I have the pleasure of working with the college and helping with scholarship support and bringing in those students who have a strong passion for healthcare, and also in um, professorships and other academic ways that we can support healthcare education at Bryan. So, and those students are just hands down amazing. I have a, a joke I probably shouldn't really share, but my sister is a nurse and she went to another institution for her nursing degree. 
and she swore up and down as the best place in the state. And once she started hiring nurses, she saw a huge difference in hiring the Bryan nurses. They were well experienced. They had lots of hands-on training. And she said, okay, fine. Send me all your Bryan nursing <laughs> students. I will take them hands down. <laughs> so um, it really is a special place. For, and our, for our listeners, let me interject. Marilyn was president of that uh, college for a while. And I was really glad when Valerie came on board because the work of the foundation uh, is just extraordinarily important in uh, in uh, assuring resources to do the work of the college. It's also really important in assuring resources to do the work of Bryan Health and Bryan Medical Center. And all of it depends on... Um, on generous donors. So talk about generosity and what do you find when you're when you're visiting with donors? Why, why are people inspired to give to anything? And, and are we a generous people by nature or are we cautious when it comes to, to sharing resources? Well, I think Lincoln is very generous and people give to people. So one of the reasons why, when you think, what would drive a person to give to, to health care. Mm-hmm. And it's the experiences that they've received, be it the birth of a newborn baby who was two pounds and spent significant months in our NICU, the care that those nurses provide, not just that baby, but the family. Mm-hmm. It can be a patient going through cancer treatment or heart disease, really anything. And it's, it's a matter of the gratefulness that they have for the care that and the compassion that they've received from people. So again, they're giving to people and helping ensure that the next generation and the next peop- next individual who comes in with those those needs through cancer treatment, through premature birth, allowing that ensuring that those nurses will be there, that same level of care will be there. A lot of philanthropic support goes to continuing education for those nurses and medical staff. And we really want to never settle on just being okay. We really want to be the best, and philanthropic gifts make that happen. And is that, is that your experience in, in philanthropy and in development that you've done in other places, in other, in other states? I'm just trying to get a handle on, um, is it, is it a, an, an instinctive part of people to, to give? I just read an article about why would a patient give to a hospital. Mm-hmm. And that individual wrote that it was a healing experience as well for them because they felt like they could never thank them enough for the recovery and the quality of life that they walked away with. And so giving is not only just a monetary exchange or a tax deduction. It's really part of the healing process in making somebody feel completely whole again. So it is kind of an, in, an intuitive, deeply embedded within us as people need to do that. Absolutely. Not long ago, you had a huge celebration with the naming of a building on the Bryan campus. Yes. Let's talk about that. Uh, well, you're referring to the Bryan East campus. The mm-hmm. Medical Center Tower has now been named the Ackley Tower. And that was a very generous, very generous donation from the Ackley Charitable Foundation, named after Phyllis and Dwayne Ackley. And that gift was something that had really, I think, been part of their hearts for many decades. 
both served on boards at Bryan, both had been patients at Bryan, delivered children at Bryan, grandchildren and great-grandchildren mm, at Bryan. I didn't realize that. And over all of those years, they always felt like they were a part of that program. Even after they were off the board, it was Brian is part of us, and we are a part of Brian. And so this was the family's way, again, part of that feeling of generosity and, and wellness, to, to give back. And this gift was in recognition of the many different healthcare workers that they had been in contact with over the decades. It was to show their appreciation and to inspire the next generation working at Bryan to remember as you walk through those doors that we appreciate you, we value you, and we want to be a part with you, so a partner with you. So that gift was more than just a, there's a name on a building. It was really a, a deeply rooted um, compassionate gift to inspire others to always do their best. Uh, you, you've lived in uh, multiple states, in Missouri and West Virginia and where else? Colorado. Colorado. And I'm sure you have friends there, and they might say, why are you living in Nebraska? What would you say? What do you say to them? Well, you know, they say it's a really hot tourist place, Nebraska, right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's not for everybody, though. It's not for everybody. <laughs> but I, what I tell people when they say, why Lincoln? I say it's because it's a place where you can really make a difference. You don't have to be a CEO or somebody with decades of experience in your careers and profession. It's a place where you can jump right in and they welcome you in Lincoln to get involved. They encourage you to make a difference. They want your feedback. Um, I feel really fortunate that there's so many different CEOs in Lincoln that if I felt like I needed to reach out or call them or call one of our elected officials, I feel that they're very approachable. Mm -hmm. And so in Lincoln, you can make a great difference for your your career and your profession and your community. But at the same time, you get that balance of raising a family. It's a place where, um, I'm not going to say the cost of living's you know, incredibly inexpensive, but compared to other places in the country, Lincoln is a very affordable place to raise a family. Um, it allows you a chance to slow down a little bit. I know people say that, and it's like, well, what does that really mean? But I don't feel like I'm spending two hours in traffic at a standstill like I was living in Colorado at times. Or... I don't feel like we're rushing from one thing to another and everything's so competitive that there's just a lot of opportunities. Could be sports, can be music, can be plays, 4-H. There's just so many different ways that your family can be involved and not feel like that you have to run, 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 hurry, 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 and I just can't make an impact in my community. If you can do all of those things while raising your family— I think it's an amazing opportunity that people need to come check out in Lincoln. But we don't have mountains like they have in Colorado or West Virginia. We don't, but that's okay because that means that here's a lot of different ways you can get from point A and point B. <laughs> <laughs> it's really that's true. part of the traffic issues is that you go around the mountains, you can't have five different ways to get there. So. <laughs> well, that's a, I, I never thought of it that way. It's just less stressful. I feel like living in different states— and having my kids in those different areas, that Lincoln is a place where not only are we very, very happy, but it's just less stressful. Now, I put a picture of, of uh, the Lincoln Marathon 
on the website with this podcast. Okay. And you completed a marathon. I've done a few of those, yes. A few of those. So yes. tell me about that. How do you prepare for that? Um, I called it my sanity training because it does take a lot of time, but I've got some really there's a lot of different links on the internet on how can you complete a marathon with the most minimal effort whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it really is. A, Lincoln, since we have such great trail systems, it is a really great place to train for marathons. So um, just a few hours here and there throughout the week. And once I've done my running and my clarity time, I think I'm a better parent and a better employee too when I was running. Do you do you run on the on the roads out by the farm or No, I don't. I stick to the Lincoln Trails. Okay. I have a granddaughter that lives up in in Minnesota, uh, northwest of the Twin Cities. She trained herself to run on a marathon and came down here. Well, she ran in the Minneapolis Marathon and then came down here and ran. But she trained herself by herself running on country roads up there. Mhm. Yeah, that's a great. You can do that. That's the beauty of running. You can do it at your own pace and your own time. Do you run when you're training? Do you run alone or do you run with a partner or with a group? I'm a loner runner. Are you a loner? It's my thinking time. Okay. Uh, there's also a picture of uh, some pretty muddy, mud covered boys. Tell you know, me about that. It's called a mud run. Mud run. You will not find a shortage of races happening in Lincoln. There are so many different 5Ks and one-mile fun runs, mm-hmm. and my kids just absolutely love doing those activities. They get to run with lots of different families and kids. That's great experiences. It's promoting health and wellness for them, and they just they love it. Lincoln provides so many activities, like I said, in different ways, and you know, if you can throw a little mud on it, we're all happy. <laughs> <laughs> So is that like one of the purposes of the mud run is to truly get muddy? Oh, yeah. You finish down a big slope and end in a big mud pit and crawl around in it at the very end. And, yep, that's that's the beauty of it. And those boys love it. Oh, yeah. I think mom likes it, too. Say their mom doesn't mind at all. Oh, no. Then you get to hose them off later. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> we used to have a uh, shaving cream battle in our backyard on the last day of school. I would just say much better in your backyard than in the halls at the school. That's right. So well, the, one, the principal reason, and the teachers appreciated that. One experience. reason we did yes. that was that uh, <laughs> they, they it was to kind of take it out of the school. We live right behind the school, and it always ended with a hose down yes. of of the kids after that. After all that, Valerie, I'm I'm interested in your comment that it's Lincoln's a town where you can you can move to and you can you can make an impact. You can make a difference. Um, and so talk about some of the activities or the community community things that you've been involved in where you've been able to connect with other people and make a difference. A few of the ones. One was Rotary. I joined Rotary pretty much right away once mm-hmm. I moved to Lincoln. Um, being a Rotarian in Colorado, I really understood the importance of being connected and meeting different individuals and different professions. So I joined Rotary right away. And that whole motto of service above self allows you to really dig deep into what are your values and what what do you want to do and make a difference. And and so after being a part of Rotary, I joined Teammates because mentoring is one of our areas of focus. So being a teammate is a very easy thing to do. Um, even though it's one one hour a week, you 
once you understand the difference you're making in that child's life, you almost wish it was more than one hour a week because you're just that invested in helping a young person Mm -hmm. get through the school system and and be a successful person here in Lincoln. Um, Other activities, I've always enjoyed being a JA volunteer, getting in the classroom and talking about your community or your business models. I mean, who doesn't want to do a business model about donuts? I know. It's one of my favorite (laughs) JA lessons is the donut shop. (laughs) And I, well, I'm not involved in Big Brothers, Big Sisters. That that's another way to kind of advance mm-hmm. forward with teammates. And then serving. There's lots of of different places. The Gathering Place, the the City Mission. Those are great opportunities to serve others in our community. And it's a great way for me to bring my kids along too to see how they can give back to others and to really appreciate what they do have and to not take things for granted and to share. So, like I said, it's not just me who gets to volunteer being in Lincoln. Lincoln lets you bring your kids along and make it a real family focus. We haven't talked about the guy in your life. Yes. You you drug him here from Missouri. I did. Brought a Missouri boy to Nebraska. How does he like it? He's really enjoyed Lincoln. Um, You know, getting over the big red was was a challenge, but no. (laughs) He he has been someone who's had more fun exploring Lincoln, I think, than I have. Just because I'll be like, oh, yeah, I already knew that was down there. And he'll take the kids to Morrill Hall or down to the rail yard and to a free concert over at the Children's Museum. And he'll be like, did you know these were going on down here? And it's it's fun because it's not— it's not something that he grew up with in Kansas City, Missouri. So mm-hmm. for him to see how special Lincoln is, he's definitely been uh, drinking the Kool-Aid of Lincoln. My recollection is that when you first moved here, you moved um, for the for the position that you accepted at Ryan. And for a while, he was the stay-at-home dad, and your kids were young. And I think if you've got a young child in hand, you can go almost any place in Lincoln and find all kinds of cool things. And I'll bet that's just what he did. He did. It was kind of like a just exploring exactly. Lincoln. And you never knew what you were going to find around the corner or drive downtown. Mm-hmm. Or So he had a ton of fun. I, I wish I would have kept more of the photos that he would snap during the day while he was exploring Lincoln with the kids because it was, it's really a, it was a fun adventure for them to move here. You are such a positive person. You've painted such a beautiful, positive picture of Lincoln. I have one one more question to ask you, and uh, it's just to fill in the blank. Lincoln would be better if... There's a long pause. I know. (laughs) Thinking. You know, I think they do a pretty good job of this, but again, you can never do enough of it. But Lincoln would be better if every day when we woke up and had our meetings with our employers or friends or community, that we always assumed that they had the best intentions for our community. Mm, and starting yeah. there. Okay. Valerie, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Such a Thanks. joy to have you here. And I love uh, watching your family. <laughs> More to come. <laughs> Thanks for listening in as we talk with someone who helps make Lincoln special. If you live here, drop us a note and let us know what you think about Lincoln. If you've moved away, well, we'd love to welcome you back. And if you've only heard about or visited Lincoln, we just know you'd love it here. Join us again and catch someone from Lincoln talking about why they love Lincoln and why you should too.